0: It is mock draft Friday. It must be mock draft Friday. Mock drafts everywhere. We're doing mock drafts all over the place. I haven't even done a mock draft yet. This is going to be my first mock draft, but we're doing it here today on the South Sports and Stuff podcast. I've actually already done it, so I'm just going to read to you what my mock draft is. The very first one that I've done, I only usually do one or two before the draft. I'll have always have one on the day of the draft, and I'll put that out next Thursday before the draft kicks off in Cleveland on Thursday April 29. Welcome in, Sal Sports and Stuff Podcast. Glad to be with you. Sal Capaccio here, WGR Sports Radio 550. And man, you guys are amazing. The podcast keeps shooting up the charts. It was 110 on the iTunes chart yesterday. I revealed that. I said it. I was proud, puffed the chest out. Thank you. Can't thank you even more enough because it's moved up since then. It is now at 106 and climbing. That is all because of you. I totally appreciate it. Absolutely amazing. I'm so just excited and honored to see that. I mean, I, I passed Mina Kimes. I passed the uh, the fantasy football, ESPN's fantasy football podcast for the rankings on the iTunes top charts. So I haven't checked Spotify. I don't know how I can check those rankings. I probably can because the, the cast is kind of new to Spotify recently. But if that's where you get your podcast, this one, Spotify, great. Go do that. Of course, we want you to go to WGR550.com check it out there. It's our Odyssey website. We are now Odyssey, our company. Uh, That's where you can find the podcast as well. Throw me a nice review, a like, all that kind of stuff, and I really totally appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm clapping for you. I'm clapping for you. I'm also clapping for the commissioner. No, boo. He's on the clock. He's ready. He's up on the podium, I should say, ready to give us the first round, and that's what I'm going to do here for you today. Uh, A couple things, though, a little couple house cleaning items. First of all, uh, the NFL did announce the players who will be at the draft Thursday night in Cleveland. You can check that out. That's out there uh, on the internet. I know Adam Schefter had that. I think there's 13 players who are going to be present for the NFL draft. Usually a good indicator on which players they believe are going to go, you know, pretty early on because they get a little consensus from teams and things like that. And then they invite those players and they go. And the other uh, bit of note news is for the draft former Bills offensive guard and Wall of Famer and Hall of Famer, Joe DeLamelier, is going to announce one of the picks, either the second or third round pick. That'll be Friday night, uh, one of seven Hall of Famers. Every team's going to have somebody, a legend, a star, a former player, uh, that rep- representing them and announcing their pick on day number two, which is either the second or the third round. And for the Bills, that will be Joe DeLamelier. I've gotten to know Joe a lot over the last few years, probably going back about 10 years now. I've been some at some events with him. We've done some media together. Uh saw him down in Carolina a couple of years ago when the bills uh, played down there and in practice down there against the Panthers. Uh, he, the guy is, he's amazing. I got to look up his age. He's got to be what, about 70 now, but he looks like he's probably about 50 years old. I think I look older than Joe Delamalier. He's amazing looking still as far as being in fit and shape and all that. Looks like he could still play. Um, he's just really a fantastic individual. It's a really good choice for the bills. He played for the Browns too. the, Draft obviously is in Cleveland, but it's a fantastic choice for a former player and legend, and he is a legend because he's in the Hall of Fame, to make that announcement for the Bills. I say it's Mock Draft Friday for a couple of reasons, not just because I'm doing this one here with you right now, but also because Nate Geary has his first mock up at WGR550.com. Check that out. I will not spoil it for you. And when I'm done here today, when I'm done doing this podcast, putting it out for you, I'm going to be joining the WGR 550 mock draft today. We have a mock draft special today from, it's starting at three o'clock. It's myself, it's Bulldog, it's Sneaky Joe. It might be Mike Shope. He just got his uh, second vaccine shot. So we'll see uh, where where he is on that. Uh, If not, it'll be Nate Geary. And if you haven't had the second shot, you know that you can get some uh, side effects that kind of knock you out and put you down for a little while. So we'll see who's going to be involved in that. But check it out, WGR550.com for Nate. In his mock, check out today, this afternoon on Friday, starting at 3 p.m., uh, the mock draft special we'll be doing in rotating picks, and of course, right here. So are you ready for it? It is my first mock draft of 2021. It's only six days before the NFL draft. Again, I don't really do many of these, but couldn't wait to give you guys what I have here for my first mock. All right, so let's start it out with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Easy choice here. I'll just kind of go through each pick pretty quickly until I get to the Bills pick, and I'll tell you you know, who has been, uh, you know, who's left on the board for the bills and where my picks basically could come from. So let's start out. Obviously Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick for the 2021 NFL draft. And that goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think there's any doubt here or, you know, um, any suspense who they're going to take. It's been like that basically not only since now, maybe Jacksonville, they just took over that number one pick late last season. But really, come on, Trevor Lawrence has been earmarked for the number one pick since he was a freshman in college at Clemson in 2018. So Trevor Lawrence is the first pick, and of course the Jets, after trading Sam Darnold, there's no way they are not going to take a quarterback with the second pick overall, and that is going to be Zach Wilson, the quarterback out of BYU. I think it's easy, obviously, for everyone to see the writing on the wall uh, that Zach Wilson's going to be the number two pick, unless they really pulled something and took – Justin Fields. I just don't see it happening. Zach Wilson's going to be the number two pick to the New York Jets. All right, let's get to number three, the San Francisco 49ers. The intrigue starts here. So right now, here I, as I do this podcast, I'm going to keep it at Mac Jones. Now, I do think there's a very strong possibility it's going to be Justin Fields, maybe even Trey Lance. But right now, as I sit here, I'm still going to keep it Mac Jones because I'm going to trust kind of the sourcing that was going on on that way back when, when they made the trade and think that Kyle Shanahan and his hubris, he's going to bring Mac Joneses, he's going to play right away. But I will absolutely leave room for this to be Justin Fields or even Trey Lance. But I'm going to keep Mac Jones here for the purpose of this exercise. At the end of the day, they're all going to be gone in the top, like, what, 15 picks or so anyways. But let's get to anyway, not anyways. Anyways is not a word. Anyway, um, let's get to number four, where if I said the intrigue starts at three, it really starts at number four. It's going to be a quarterback at number three. I'm pretty sure (laughs) Jones, Fields, or Lance. Who is it at four, though? Uh, This is where the Falcons could definitely trade down trade out, uh, get a, get some more picks, move down. They could take a quarterback. They could take the best player available other than a quarterback. That's who I have them taking. I have them taking tight end Kyle Pitts from Florida. I just don't think that you can pass up on Kyle Pitts. To me, he is the best non-quarterback available in this entire draft, so I'm going to give him to the Atlanta Falcons. Arthur Smith, by the way, the offensive coordinator there. I'm sorry, the head coach there, former offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans. I think he would love to add a guy like Kyle Pitts to his offense and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and all that. And I think he's a really good offensive coach, and he would make that work. Number five is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm going to go with a guy that needs to protect Joe Burrow, and that is Penne Sewell. Uh, Obviously, he is from Oregon, the offensive tackle. Joe Burrow, the torn ACL at the end of the year. He got beat up a lot his rookie year. They need more protection for Joe Burrow. So I'm going to go with Penne Sewell. Number five to the Cincinnati Bengals. That brings up number six. That is the Miami Dolphins. And boy, I hate this. I really hate it because I love Jamar Chase of LSU. And I hate the fact that the Bills are going to have to go against this guy twice a year because I have the Dolphins taking him in my mock at number six. He is just a fantastic stud wide receiver who can walk in from day one and be a really good NFL player, I think. But obviously the question is, does he have the quarterback to match up? It's more about the quarterback here, not the player, Jamar Chase. He's going to be fine, but maybe he doesn't reach his potential because Tua isn't the guy eventually or long-term for the Dolphins. But this is a, a home run hit, I think, for the Dolphins. Jamar Chase at number 6. At number 7, a lot of people have Jalen Waddell as maybe the top receiver on the board this year. And whether he is or not, I think he's good enough to go here to the Detroit Lions, who obviously lost Kenny Galladay. Um, you know, they they have to revamp the receiving core. And I think Jalen Waddle can really go a long way in helping them do that now and for the long term to help out Jared Goff, their new quarterback in Detroit. So let's get to number eight. A lot of different scenarios for Carolina. I- I've seen people mock a quarterback there. I just can't see it. They made an investment into Sam Darnold. They're going to go with Sam Darnold, at least for the next two years. So why take a quarterback here? They have time to evaluate that. They picked up his fifth-year option. They invested with all those tr- the picks that they gave up. They paid you know premium price, basically, to get Sam Darnold, maybe not a first rounder, but you know, capital. So what they do need though, is to protect Sam Darnold and to protect whatever quarterback, maybe follows Sam Darnold. If he's not the guy. And I have the offensive tackle of Northwestern Rashawn Slater going to the Carolina Panthers at pick number eight. So that leaves us. And that takes us to pick number nine. That is the Denver Broncos. Now this is where I could see another quarterback. If Specific quarterbacks don't fall, especially like Justin Fields. And in this mock, I have Justin Fields out of the top three with those first three picks or even top four if you want to count Atlanta. But I do have Denver loving Justin Fields. I don't think they can pass up on a guy like this. I think Justin Fields, you know, if if it's Trey Lance, maybe they probably still take him. I think Denver wants to move on from Drew Locke. This pick is maybe more about Drew Locke than it is about Justin Fields. But that doesn't take anything away from Justin Fields, who could be fantastic in the NFL. We'll see, but I think the Denver Broncos want to move on. And, you know, at the, at the end of the day, what it comes down to me for the Broncos here, they got to take their swing. If they want to keep pace with the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and what the Chargers look like, they could be with Justin Herbert long-term. Who knows about the Raiders? If they want to keep pace, though, they want to, they have to take a swing. And the swing here is Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, he could have a floor where you're like, mm, he didn't turn out. He also could have a really high ceiling and be a really great quarterback in this league. So I'm going to have Justin Fields going number nine overall to the Denver Broncos. That brings us to the top 10. We'll round it out with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys, they're sitting there and the top corner is on the board, and that's Patrick Sertain uh, Jr. out of Alabama. So I'm going to go with Patrick Sertain to or Sertain, Going to the, and by the way, yes, I am old because we all are. If we remember his dad playing in the NFL and JC Horn, his dad playing in the NFL and Asante Samuel and his dad playing in the NFL reminded me of, reminds me of a couple of years ago. We had a lot of NHL players who were coming in, whose dads were all just kind of not too long ago playing in the NHL. Same thing this year in the NFL draft, but I'm going to go with Sertan with the uh, 10th pick overall to the Dallas Cowboys. Number 11, that is the New York Giants. And, you know, the Giants had a guy at corner several years ago named J.C. Horn. They're going to get another J.C. Horn, but this one is J.C. Horn. He is Joe Horn's son, uh, the former wide receiver, but this one is a corner out of South Carolina. Now, number 12, Philadelphia. They could go a lot of different ways. They were involved in that trade uh, with the Miami Dolphins when they moved up and back and all that kind of stuff. I have the Philadelphia Eagles taking wide receiver Devonta Smith. Now. Smith, obviously some questions about his size, how he's going to fit in the NFL, but you're talking about, um, a former wide receivers coach in Nick Sirianni, their head coach for a uh, Western New Yorker, by the way, Southwestern high school. He is a guy, he's an offensive guy. I think he understands the importance. He was with the chargers with Philip Rivers throwing the ball. He was with the Colts, uh, with Philip Rivers throwing the ball. And I think he knows with Jalen hurts. He needs some help. And Devonta Smith, could be a really great player in the league. We'll see where that goes. And, you know, there are questions about his size. Like I said, he only weighed in at less than 170 pounds, but this is a really good fit for them and its value, its need fits really well. 12, Devonta Smith, wide receiver, Alabama. That gets us to number 13. We just talked about Justin Herbert, the quarterback for the Chargers. He's going to need some protection and offensive tackle. Christian Darrisaw of Virginia Tech is there. So I'm going to go with Derrissaw protecting Justin Herbert, the Rookie of the year, the offensive rookie of the year last year for the Los Angeles Chargers. Now a little intrigue here because the Minnesota Vikings are on the clock. They're sitting there at number 14. You're like, hmm, do they want to move on from Kirk Cousins? Well, eventually they're going to. They're going to eventually, and they have a guy sitting there in Trey Lance who, by the way, is from their state, from Minnesota. So I think the Minnesota Vikings here... Take the guy that doesn't have to play right away. He can still sit behind Kirk Cousins. This match is exactly what they could do. They could sit him behind Kirk Cousins, let him develop. He's from the state. North Dakota State is where he went to college. And Trey Lance steps in. He becomes the next quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. And now it's the New England Patriots. And even though the Patriots probably would love to get a quarterback here, they see the way the board is falling. They might want to get a wide receiver, but the top guys they really like are gone. They could still get an excellent football player at a need position, and that is linebacker, and that is the consensus top linebacker in this draft, Micah Parsons, out of Penn State. Really good player, and it's going to kind of stink watching that guy and that defense for a while under Bill Belichick, but it's not a quarterback. It's not a wide receiver. I think they could go either way there. I got Micah Parsons going to the New England Patriots. At number 16, it is the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, The Cardinals, they could use some help in the secondary. Uh, They definitely... Have a need there, and there's a very good corner on the board in Caleb Farley. I think I said earlier that uh Sertan was the number one guy. It, it might not be. Farley might be the number one, but he just has some health concerns and some health uh questions, I guess. So Farley, to me, going to Arizona at 16 fits a need for them, but it's also value as long as they're okay. And the medical has to check out, but who knows where teams are on that? So I'm going to put Farley with the Arizona Cardinals at number 16. Let's go to number 17. It's the Las Vegas Raiders and you know, they, what did they do on the offensive line this year? This craziness of their offensive line, they've kind of moved, taken parts out and they've shipped parts off and they've cut people and things like that. But now Tevin Jenkins is there and he is the offensive tackle for Oklahoma state. And I think, you know, with all of the moves they've made, who knows what John Gruden's thinking, but it would make sense to kind of fill that void, fill that spot with a player like Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State, the offensive tackle I have him going to the Las Vegas Raiders at 17. That brings the Miami Dolphins back on the clock at number 18. Earlier for the Dolphins, I took Jamar Chase, and now they can go to their other really need spot on the other side of the ball, right in their own backyard. Yes, I know this guy has a lot of question marks, but he could really be the best edge rusher in this draft. And especially, I mean, if he comes in and, It stays healthy. He's had three concussions, I know, but Jalen Phillips, out of Miami, by way of UCLA, he retired to go into a music career. I think that was partly because of the injuries he had, the concussions, but he is a very good football player when he's healthy. The question is, can he stay healthy? How long will he play? But I like Phillips here for Miami on the edge. He is a, he's a big swing. He could be a big miss, but he's a big swing. Uh, a team right after them, Washington, who I don't think is going to go with, it, it, the pick I have is not a big swing and miss, it's just a really good football player, and that's Zaven Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa. H- it, this is probably right around where Zaven Collins is going to go, I think somewhere in the late teens, early 20s, and for Ron Rivera's defense, they have a nice roster there in Washington. Buffalo plays them this year, Fitz is now their quarterback, we'll see how that goes, but They have a nice roster. You put Zayvon Collins on that team with Ron Rivera. I think that's a really nice spot for Zayvon Collins to go. I have maybe a a bit of an upset here on the next pick. Maybe not so much. I like this guy a lot. Maybe that's why I put him there. Um, But for the Chicago Bears, who just signed Andy Dalton, he's their quarterback, and they have to win now, right? Here's the reasoning I'm going to do this. Chicago has to win now. Uh, I don't think they can go with a guy that, oh, maybe he misses they have to go with a guy with a higher floor. And that's why I like wide receiver Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota to help out um, the quarterback, Andy Dalton. And I think Rashad Bateman can do so much and he can help a team kind of right away more than a lot of these receivers can. And he's going to be good for a long time. I think this is a, a really solid, safe pick. I actually think he's really a good fit for the bills if he gets down that far, but here I have him going number 20 overall, 10 picks earlier to the Chicago bears. The Indianapolis Colts are next on the clock and boy, There are two needs for the Colts just standing out, just standing out like a sore thumb. Uh, Number one is offensive tackle. Uh, They have a need to protect Carson Wentz, who's going to be there, and, and quarterback. They also have a need to get to the quarterback. Uh, They do not have anybody currently on their roster that really you go, Oh yeah, there's their pass rusher. Well, Quiddy pay is there for Michigan, so they can definitely go with him. Uh, Played at a Midwest school, obviously Michigan. They'll be a little bit familiar with him in their region, but he's just a really good football player. And I have him going to the Indianapolis Colts with pick number 21. That brings up the Tennessee Titans. That is pick number 22. And yep, they did lose uh, their offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, who did a really nice job. They do have a very good running game. They did lose Jonu Smith. They've done some nice things with wide receivers over the last few years. I have another wide receiver going to them because they can still use some help at wide receiver. And Elijah Moore, I think, is just a player that you can do a lot of different things with and find different ways to get him the ball, get him in space. Uh, he can he can return kicks and do again a lot of different kind of like gadget stuff. But also just he's a he's a really good football player who, you know, he's probably more of a slot receiver at the NFL. They they could use that. So this is not, he could play a little bit outside, but I think Elijah Moore fits what the Tennessee Titans need on that offense to complement Derrick Henry and that running game. At 23, it is the New York Jets. We already took Zach Wilson at, tw- at uh, number two for the New York Jets. So now, guess what they got to do? They got to protect Zach Wilson. You look around the board, the offensive tackle position is getting a little thin, but... Interior offensive line is still sitting there, and there's a guy named Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC that would be a very nice um, hole to plug and player to put in to the New York Jets lineup at 23 in the first round to protect Zach Wilson or whoever else their quarterback is, but I think it's going to be Wilson especially have him. Uh, going. And for me, it's Wilson in this uh, mock draft, as I said. All right. So that gets to number 24. This is the player that I think gets mocked the most to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I have them too. And that's Najee Harris, the running back out of Alabama. We know that the Steelers kind of, they want to run the football. They don't, I know they had Ben Roethlisberger last year and tried to have him still be Ben Roethlisberger. I think they realize that that ship has sailed. That's not happening any longer. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger is not the same quarterback that he used to be. And They've had good running backs over the years, going back to Lev Bell and when, you know, Colin uh, uh, Connor played for them uh, when Bell was hurt. And obviously, but James Connor is now in Arizona and I think that's where he went, right? They do not have the kind of running back that I think they really want to have on their roster right now. Uh, just looking to make sure. Did Connor go to Arizona? James Connor. Yes, there it is. Just want to make sure I got that right. But he had been a free agent for a while. Nobody really knew. He had some surgery, uh, but that's where he went. But this is about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I have the Pittsburgh Steelers selecting the, I'd say, consensus top running back. I know some people have ETN higher. Najee Harris at number 24, another Alabama guy going. And then we get to another team that's already picked. This is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, earlier, I had them with the number one overall pick, and they took Trevor Lawrence. Let's help Trevor Lawrence, not by protecting him, but giving him a really electric wide receiver, a slot guy, Kadarius Tony out of Florida, another guy who can return kicks and do different things for you. But uh, Kadarius Tony, putting him on that offense, Urban Meyer making it work with Trevor Lawrence. That could be a scary offense going forward uh, with Robinson at running back and, you know, they they have uh, they have some nice pieces, some nice parts. I don't think they're ready necessarily to vault into even 500 territory. We're probably talking, what, five, six wins, something like that. Maybe, who knows, especially with a rookie quarterback. But, you know, this could be a team to watch out for over the next several years. A team that we are watching out for now. Uh, last year, they went to the playoffs and gave the Kansas City Chiefs a nice run for it. That is the Cleveland Browns. And the Browns, yeah, they have Miles Garrett on one side. They need a little help on the other. Aziz Ojulari of Georgia. A lot of people really like this guy. I know I've done some mocks where people say, oh my God, I can't believe he's still there as he starts falling. Well, he's there for the Browns at 26. I have them taking uh, Aziz Ojulari out of Georgia, the edge rusher, at pick number 26. That gets us to pick number 27. I'm always fascinated by the Baltimore Ravens. I think they just have a really interesting organization. They generally do very well in the draft. Uh, They take players that even some people think are kind of risky and then they turn out to be really good picks. I don't think Terrace Marshall Jr., the wide receiver, is all that risky. I think he's a nice player. I think he's got a a high floor, but he is going to be able to help uh, their passing game in Lamar Jackson. Now, they did sign Sammy Watkins. That's going to help, but we all know they were in the market. They were trying to get wide receivers. They couldn't. They got Sammy. I think they add Terrace Marshall here. He becomes a guy, like I said, that can just kind of step out there, help out the passing game. We'll see what happens with it though, with Lamar Jackson. And if he can elevate his game as a passer as well. Now we get to the new Orleans saints at pick number 28, getting closer to the bills. Bills are three picks away. Saints are next. And they take a player that I've seen people mock to the bills several times. And that is edge rusher, Joe Tryon out of Washington. This guy seems to be moving up the board quite a bit. Um, he's, there's some really interesting, you know, places where he's gone and where people evaluate him, maybe high twenties second round. But I think he's getting a lot of buzz lately, even to the bills. But I think the saints, they have to add to their uh, pass rushing uh, ability. They have to be able to get to the quarterback. We don't know what's going to happen at, on their offensive side without Drew Brees, Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill. Um, They can figure that out too. But I think Joe Tryon fits here for the saints edge rusher out of Washington at pick number 28. And then The Green Bay Packers at 29, they take a quarterback. I'm just kidding. They did that last year, of course, and that was all the, wow, I can't believe they did that. Um, Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is sitting there. Hey, get me a wide receiver. No, no, no. We'll get you a little help in the middle, though. Uh, I mean, sorry, we'll get a little help on the defensive side again. We'll get the team a little help in the middle of the defense. It's kind of like what the Packers do, right? They need help for Rodgers, but they go defense, and they're going to do that here. Christian Barmore, another player out of Alabama. I have him going to the Green Bay Packers. At pick number 29, and again, maybe Aaron Rodgers gets mad about that, and he talks about it on Jeopardy. Who knows? That brings us to pick number 30. Who's left for the Buffalo Bills? All right, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. I'll tell you who I have, but let's take a look at who's left. First thing I want to take a look at is I want to see who what corners are left for the Bills in this spot. And if I look at it right now, Greg Newsom stands out a lot. Greg Newsom out of Northwestern, that's the guy. After that, there's a drop to me to Eric Stokes. Okay, let's go to wide receiver. Rondale Moore is there? Amari Rogers? Are we really going to go with the swing of Rondale Moore? A lot of people love his upside, but mm, I don't know. I think he's a very risky play. Um, and the Bills do have a really good wide receiver room. I don't. I wouldn't discount wide receiver. I like a lot of these guys. I just don't think that's the kind of guy you put right now on this team. Let's go to Edge. Jason Oway. Mm, that I mean, there's no. The guy had no sacks last year. No production. He's a he's a combine guy. He's a numbers guy. He's a tools guy. When I say numbers, I mean, you know, workout numbers. So does that fit on this team? Well, you could go for the upside, take the swing, but you're talking maybe a couple years even to see if you can get there. Plus, I actually think that F.A. Obata is a very nice player for the Bills that they signed as a free agent who's going to factor in uh, at that position this year. Um, I mean, I know some of you like a tight end, but way too early. You can't take Pat Fairmuth or Tommy Tremble at tight end uh, this early in the draft. It just, you can't have it. The debate's going to come with Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne is sitting there. He's the running back a lot of you want. He's the player a lot of you want. And you could get him right here for the Bills. But the way this board fell for me, I can't do it. And I'm not totally opposed to Travis Etienne. But man, I love the fit of Newsom, the cornerback, in this spot for the Bills. And I'm going to take him in this mock draft. Because you look at that corner spot for the Bills. Yeah, I like Dane Jackson. He might win the starting job. I like Levi Wallace. He could continue to be the starter. But if I compare a cornerback like Greg Newsome, who can excel in a zoned scheme, he can be, he can do play, play man to man as well. He's not, he can play on the boundary outside. This is not like an inside slot corner guy, which some of these other guys are. Greg Newsom can play outside. He can play in zone. He can play in man. He can tackle. Now he does have a bit of a question. You know, can he last? He's had some injuries. He hasn't played a full college season yet, but Again, we don't know what the medical is on a lot of these guys. So some guys are just going to be a little bit more risky than others. You have to be a little more sure. But in this mock, the way it fell, I think this is a really good scenario for the Bills. Greg Newsome to me is the best player available on the board, um, at least at corner. I mean, you could go, oh, I didn't talk about linebacker, and I guess I should have. Because if you look at linebacker, um, Jeremiah Owusa, how uh, how do we say his name? Jeremiah Owusa Karamoa, out of Notre Dame, I know a lot of you really want and think that he can fit out. I just can't see the Bills taking an off ball linebacker. An edge linebacker, maybe someone who can play 4 3 with their hand in the dirt. Yes. How do you fit a linebacker on this team with the young guys they have unless you absolutely have a plan to move Tremaine Edmonds off? Now, if that is your plan, I totally get it. If I knew right now the Bills are not going to pick up the 50 year option on Tremaine Edmonds, they might move on from Tremaine Edmonds in whatever way, shape, or form. Okay, great. Then you guys, then you can give me. J-O-K, if you want to do that. Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa. But I can't see it. A lot of these linebackers, Zayven Collins, I love Aven Collins. I don't see the Bills taking a linebacker. I think it's corner or edge most likely. I think wide receiver's in play. I think running back is a possibility. And when I look at this board, the way it fell in my mock draft today, it's Greg Newsome, the corner out of Northwestern. Like I said, I think this is a need. This is a fit. This is a play. You can never have enough corners. It's a really nice... Um, play for the Bills here at 30. Now, I wouldn't be opposed to tra- trading down, but I'll tell you, if Greg Newsome's there, I don't want to trade down. I want the Bills to take Greg Newsome in that particular spot. Speaking of Jeremiah Owuso karamoa he goes to the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> with the next pick, the AFC champions. I have him going with the next pick to Kansas City, and that leaves, and yes, they do need a linebacker. They need some help there, um, and he would be a fit, but he's a really good football player, obviously. And then the Super Bowl champions, When you're the Super Bowl champs and you bring back every single player from the Super Bowl that started, which the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have, all 25, 11 on offense, 11 on defense, the long snapper, the kicker, and the punter, you could kind of go anywhere on the board. You could take a swing. And I have them taking Rondale Moore. So that's the swing. Rondale Moore is the swing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Give them a little extra help. You know, who knows what that wide receiver core looks like in a couple of years? You get a little uh, speed and. Uh, exciting playmaking ability injected into that offense, but also a player that, you know, can help you a little bit down the road as well. It doesn't have to play right away because they have a ready-made roster and a Super Bowl championship roster and everybody returning. So there you have it. That is my first mock. I don't know how many I'm going to do. I'll do another one next week, the day of the draft, but it is the Bills at number 30, taking Greg Newsom, the cornerback, out of Northwestern. I think it fits. We're going to do our mock later today. On Friday, if you're listening to this, WGR 550 starting at 3 p.m. We'll have a lot more draft coverage, of course, on our website, WGR550.com. So check all of that out. And thank you once again for coming to the South Sports and Stuff podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.